Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inna alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati amalina. Man yahdi illa falamudillalah. Wa man yuddil falantajida lahu waliyan murshida. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah al-ahadu al-qahhar. Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون. Indeed, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah Taala alone. We seek His help, His assistance, and guidance in all things. He whom Allah Taala guides, there is none that can misguide Him. And He whom Allah Taala leads astray, there is none that can guide Him except through the will and permission of Allah Taala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashimi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah. Fear Allah as he deserves to be feared and do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. رَبِّ اشْرَحْ لِي صَدْرِي وَيَسِّرْ لِي أَمْرِي وَأَحْلُ الْعُقْتَةً مِنْ لِسَانِي يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي Alhamdulillah, after Ramadan, this is our first meeting back of Tafsir Unlocked. And today, بِإِذْنِ تَبَارَكُ وَتَعَالَى By the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will go through the first verse of this great chapter. Now, last lesson before Ramadan, we took the introduction, and that's available for anyone who's missed out. You can get it on the Al-Bayan uh, Masjid Al-Azhar uh, YouTube page or whatever it is, you can find that lesson insha'Allah, the introduction to Surah Al-Baqarah. It's a very brief introduction, nothing heavy duty, you haven't missed out on much. Now, we're going to take a verse of the Qur'an and this يعني, commentary will cover any of the chapters that start in the same way with what is called Huruf Al-Muqatta'ah, Huruf Al-Muqatta'ah, the broken letters. Why they are called the broken letters is that when you recite them, you recite them as individual letters. You don't recite them as, for instance, alif, lam, mim, alam. Same spelling, right? But you recite them as individual letters. So that is why they are called the broken or disjoined letters. Huruf al-muqatta'ah. Now, the first verse of this great chapter, Surah Al-Baqarah, is... بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام ميم ألف لام ميم Now there have been many opinions that have been mentioned regarding this in the books of Tafsir Imam Al-Baghawi رحمه الله who died in the year 516 after the Hijrah of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he stated in his tafsir that Amir al-Sha'bi rahimahullah and others stated that Alif, Lam, Mim and all of the other letters of the Arabic language that begin the chapters of the Quran are from the Mutashabih. They are from the Mutashabih, that which is not clear to us regarding its meaning. Now, this is from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give us knowledge regarding this issue. And it is also the sirrul Qur'an, the secret of the Qur'an. 
We believe in them in its apparent nature as it is. We believe in these verses of these huruf as they are. We believe them as part of the Quran. But we leave the meaning of these verses to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this was the opinion of who? Amr. Huh? Al-Sha'bi. Rahimahullah. And it was quoted by not just Imam al-Baghawi, but it was narrated by Ibn Kathir, Imam al-Qurtubi, and others. And generally, this is the first opinion they state, which could imply that it is the strongest opinion, and Allah knows best. Now, Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah, he mentions that the benefit of it being mentioned in the Qur'an in this particular way as being disjoined letters is that it requires iman in it. It requires belief in it. Because this to, to others could be something that doesn't make sense. They could say, that for instance, Alif, Lam, Mim over here, because we don't know the meaning, we're not going to believe in it. Because we don't know the meaning of it, we're not going to believe in it. But Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah is saying that it is here in the Qur'an as what? Something that you are ordered to believe in because it is still divine revelation. Wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you are obligated to believe that it is kalamullah, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Bakr radiallahu an, the first khalifa of this nation, the closest companion to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, has stated and even it has been narrated by Ali radiallahu an, the great companion, the cousin of a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What is the statement? That in every book, in every book, there is a secret. And the secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an is the beginning of the chapters. The secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an is the beginning of the chapters. Now, what this means is that in the previous books, there were also verses or things that were revealed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not inform those nations of its meaning. However, it was upon them to believe in it. And this is the same case with the Quran. Every book had secrets. And the Quran has a secret. And the secret of the Quran is the beginning of the chapters. Yani, the Quran has certain chapters that start off with these disjoined letters, either individually or combined. Right? Either individually, noon, or Combined, Alif, Lam, Mim. Okay? Now, Al-Sha'bi, Rahimahullah, he would tell those who would ask him regarding the question about the beginning of the chapters, about these verses. What do they mean? He would be asked. And he would reply with the statement of Abu Bakr and Ali radiallahu an in this regard. That it is a secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran. But he added something in there. And he said, he would say to them, leave it. Leave these verses. Right? To leave pondering over them and to ask about other verses. So what you are ordered to do over here is with these verses you don't ask. What does Alif Lam mean? mean? No. Go to Dalik al-Kitab What you have to do is Iman first. Belief that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That it is revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Jibreel alayhi salam was 
descending to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this was the actual revelation and it's part of the Qur'an and that if you recite it you get a reward yes but the meaning itself we say is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is the secret of the Qur'an according to this opinion Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah who died in the year 671 after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says that this was the position of Sufyan al-Thawri, rahimahullah, and a number of the muhaddihin, rahimahumullah. Now, this position has, yani this opinion here, that it is the secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has a lot of things that shoot off from it. Like for instance, the end part of it, that we don't ask about this question. The second part of it, that it is the secret of the Qur'an. The first part of it, that you need to affirm it. They're all very close together. But it is many, many of the scholars who held this position. Al-Rabi' uh, ibn Khuthaym, rahimahullah, he stated that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this Qur'an. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept with him knowledge regarding parts of it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept with him parts of the knowledge regarding this Qur'an. As he pleased. Allah can do whatever he wants. And Allah has all the knowledge. If he wanted to, he could have given you the tafsir of every verse with the Qur'an. If he wanted to. He could have given you the meaning and every practical implementation of it if he wanted to. But he kept some of the knowledge with him as he pleased. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you as much knowledge regarding it as he pleased. What you do have from the tafsir of the verses of the Qur'an, from the understanding of the Qur'an that we have, that's found in our books, that have narrations to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We have them. Where is this coming from? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who gave this inspiration to a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All the knowledge you have, or don't have, is because of Allah. All the knowledge you have, or do not have, is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is al-alim, the one who has all knowledge. Yes? Okay. He says, as for the knowledge, who is this? Al-Rabir ibn Khuthaym. He says, as for that knowledge that remained with him, then you will not be able to attain it, so do not ask regarding it. Even if you tried, and you traveled every single corner of the globe, you will not find that which wasn't revealed. You might find opinions, you might find that which has been said, you will find other things, but you won't find that which is 100% correct from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if you search for it. Because, why? It wasn't revealed. So, what you will find is that which has been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we have to understand that there are certain things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give to us as knowledge. And from this opinion, part of it is huruf al-muqatta'ah. The verses that start with these letters that are disjoined. Now, in my personal opinion, and Allah knows best, this is the strongest opinion regarding these letters in the Qur'an. However, other than this, was mentioned in our books of tafsir. There are many, many opinions. Yani, I, today, I went through over four, five hundred pages today from yani, the morning of going through the various opinions and that which has been mentioned about these verses. And we're going to go through, not all of them, relax. <laughs> so much has been said about this. But most of it, if not all of it, was opinion without dalil. Opinion 
without dalil. Or things that have been mentioned towards certain companions that the isnads, the chains of narrations, have some issues in it. So what's the safest? The first. Right? It's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're going to go through a little bit more insha'Allah. But Imam al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah, who died in the year 671, after the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions that a great number of scholars did state that these verses should be spoken about. So that was one chunk. Sufyan al-Thawri and the Muhaddithin and other scholars who stated, secret, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't ask. Don't ask. Right? That's half. I know this is not, not put a half or... I'm saying that's a part of the chunk of the scholars. The other chunk said, no, this is from the Qur'an and we should talk about it. Okay? This is where things get a little bit messy. A little bit confusing. I'm going to go through it slowly. Insha'Allah. He says, there have been many, many opinions by many of the scholars of Islam who have stated opinions regarding these verses. One of the opinions that is very strong. I'm saying, I'm not saying it's complete certainty. Very strong. Because we don't have a hadith to hold on to. And we don't have any direct revelation that we can say this is the meaning. Right? See how we used to do with Nafatiha? That some verses of Fatiha is explained in other parts of the Quran. Right? We can't do that with these verses. So over here, we will go through the opinions and we can say this is inshallah strong or far away or whatever have you. Inshallah. So Qutrub and Al-Farra rahimahumallah mentioned that these letters, this is a good one. This is a good one. Okay? I've mentioned this to some of the brothers before. That these letters are presented to point towards the Arabic letters. These letters are presented to point towards the Arabic letters. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is setting a challenge. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is setting a challenge to the Arabs through the Quran. That it was made, that the Quran was made through these letters. That the Quran was made through these letters in which they use. The Arabs use these letters. And he says this, this opinion by Al-Qutrub and Al-Farra, rahimahumullah, that this is a greater evidence against them in their inability to produce that which is like it. Using the same letters that they... What is this opinion? The Arabic language is made by a certain set number of letters. No extra letters were used in the Quran just to fill a void or a gap. Just make something up, just a one-time thing. The letters are all the same. You speak it, we speak it. Right? The Quran is in Arabic. And it's wadih, it's understood. And everything in it is there for you, plain to see. There's no hidden chapter in a cave, two parts of it that's coming out at the end of time. No, 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 none of that. Come on, a little... The Qur'an is complete. The Qur'an is complete. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is its protector. Right? Everyone with me? No, no one has any reservations. Alhamdulillah. It was used using the same lang- language that they use. The Arabic language. The same letters that they use. So then bring something like it. Bring something like it. We didn't use anything else. We used the Arabic language. But you're unable to because this is divine revelation. This is, rev- people have tried. 
Most of it is like, you know when you used to read joke books back in the day? You know what I mean? If you were like actually sad, like someone like me, right? You, couldn't, you didn't have jokes of your own, so you thought you'd be the funniest guy in class because you read the joke book and you'll crack one in class and everyone gets the laughs, but they all think you're sad at the end of it. It's, 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 it's happened, you know what I mean? Trauma coming out right now today. <coughs> but it's, yani the Arabs that heard it, these false Qur'ans, these false chapters that came out, they would say to the people that were saying it, is don't make a mockery out of us. We know this isn't yani, revelation. We know you're making this up. Don't yani, insult our intelligence. We are just with you because you're from our tribe. To the people who would bring these false Qur'ans. They, they would say this. That we are only with you because why? You're from our tribe and I'd rather be with you rather than a Qurashi. This is the type of arrogance they had. They knew that the Qur'an was revelation because they knew this is not sorcery, this is not magic, this has to be 100% immaculately from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kalamullah, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whatever these guys, one guy comes out about يعني, a toad and how the toad goes, a frog, just the Qur'an they tried to make. Musaylam al-Kathab and the rest of them. Jokes, right? And they were understood to be that by their communities. But their followers were with them. Why? Because they knew that this person, if they came to power, that they would benefit. That was a lot of their chunk. And the other people, wrong place, wrong time type thing. Right? They believed in the wrong person. They put their faith in the wrong person. And shaitan whispers, whatever have you, whatever the reasons of why someone becomes misguided. Right? But this challenge here, Alif, Lam, Mim, Qaf, Saad. These are the language. These are the letters of the language. We're not making any new letters. Bring something like it. But you're unable to. So, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. That's what this challenge is. And it's pretty amazing. This, this is a good one. Right? Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, who died in the year 774, masha'Allah, alayhi. 774 after the hijrah of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He says in his tafsir that Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah mentioned it and Imam ibn Kathir says upon this position so Imam, he is saying, Ibn Kathir is saying, Imam Qurtubi mentioned this position of it being a challenge to the Arabs. Yes? And he says upon this position he mentions Zamakhshari in his tafsir and he says that Zamakhshari gave it يعني, he, he aided this position and he strengthened it. Yani he really liked this position. But he said also upon this position was a Shaykh Al Allama, Shaykh Al Islam, Abu Al Abbas, Ahmad, Ahmad bin Abdul Halim ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah. Shaykh Al Islam ibn Taymiyyah, Rahimahullah, was upon this opinion, saying that this is the strongest opinion regarding this. Point and position regarding huruf al-muqatta'a, the broken letters. Something important that I want to make note of. Al-Shaykh al-Allama, Shaykh al-Islam. Al-Shaykh al-Allama, the great scholar, the scholar, the great scholar. Shaykh al-Islam, the scholar of Islam. Abu al-Abbas, the father of Abbas. Ahmad, that was his name, the son of Abdul Halim, Ibn Taymiyyah. Where their line went back to. Shaykh al-Islam. This is what, who says this? Who's saying this? Ibn Kathir. Hafiz ibn Kathir. The one who wrote Tafsir ibn Kathir. 
He's saying this about Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah And people have the nerve to talk about Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah in a derogatory way The tafsir that you're reading, he is calling this man Shaykh al-Islam He is calling this man Al-Allamah And you have the nerve to say he wasn't a Muslim Moving on Moving on Hafiz ibn Kathir rahimahullah He has a very good summary about the opinions that are referenced in the various tafasir regarding these letters The other opinions, what was the first opinion? Secret of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It's with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the knowledge of, we believe in it as they are The second is, we need to talk about them The first opinion that we took from them is that it is a challenge to the Arabs Bring us something like it Now other opinions regarding this is that they are the names of the chapters and These words, these letters are the names of the chapters using the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that's found in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim that the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would recite in the Fajr prayer on Fridays Alif Lam Mim referring to Surah Al-Sajdah but in the hadith it's the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on Fridays on the, fajr, on the Fajr of the Friday prayer what would he do? on the Friday in the Fajr prayer what would he recite? In the hadith it's mentioned as Alif Lam Mim No other name is given No other name was given But what is known from other ahadith Is that it was Surah Al-Sajdah So it was used as a name for this chapter It was used as a name for this chapter Another opinion is that they are oaths made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Another opinion is that they stand for other words they're like acronyms. They stand for other words or names. And this has many, many opinions regarding this. This, this opinion here, it splits off to a bunch of different things. Alif, Lam, Mim, and Allah, Al-A'lam. Right, for instance, I am Allah, the All-Aware. Or, Alif, Lam, Mim, Allah, Al-Latif, Al-Majid. For instance, or Alif Lam Mim Allah Jibril the Lamb that's at the end of Jibril and Muhammad. Alif Allah, <laughs> this guy's tripping out. Allah Jibril and Muhammad. Alif Lam Mim. Okay, he's gone. He's back. He's back with us, but he's out of a coma. And various other opinions, but not one of these. Allahu Alam and Allah knows best has any isnad to a Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. They do have asanid back to certain companions. Certain companions did hold these views. However, these asanid to these companions either have two things. One, they are weak or there's some issue around it. Or that is the opinion of this companion. One of the two. Right? One of the two issues that we have here. Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah. You got it? You're, on, you're ready for it? Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah who died in the year... Two? He's a thousand years off and he's, and he's, and he's arrogant about it. 250. 1250. Imam al Shawkani, rahimahullah, who died in the. <laughs> who died 1250 years after the Hijrah of the Prophet. He has a beautiful passage regarding this issue in his tafsir. Bonus point for someone who tells me the name of the tafsir. Fathul Qadir. Fathul Qadir. Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah he says, If you were to say, if you were to say, 
Is there anything that has been authentically ascribed to the Prophet ﷺ regarding these verses that you could hold on to? What a question. This is what a Muslim should ask. Is there anything authentic regarding this issue? Is there anything authentic that I can hold on to? That's preserved for us. Is there anything that I can hold on to? Is there or not? That's the question. Let's listen to the response. Like jumping the gun. Do you know the ilm al ghaib? No. <laughs> Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah is saying If you ask this question He says I would say I do not know of a hadith In which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam Discussed the meanings of these verses I don't know of a single hadith that does this That discusses the meanings of these verses But rather the peak The peak Top of the chain right The peak of that which has been narrated, that which has been mentioned, the most that has been said about this issue was just of letters that it was. The meaning was never discussed in any of the hadiths that are authentic. The peak, the most that's authentic, is what? The number of letters in Alif Lam Mim. And we know that Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, he narrated in his book, At-Tariq And Imam At-Tirmidhi Rahimahullah authenticated it On the authority of Ibn Mas'ud Radiallahu an That the messenger of Allah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Whoever reads a single letter From the book of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Whoever reads a single letter Of the book of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala For him in it is a reward And for every reward Is a multiplication of ten for every letter that you read in Nabi Sallallahu For every letter of the Quran And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is telling you you have 10 rewards Right? And he's saying, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam continues And he says, I do not say that Alif, Lam, Mim is a letter Just to make sure that you understand Just to make sure that you understand This maybe he meant words Right? Alif, Lam, Mim, it's together, it's combined Anything that's combined is ten rewards No, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says I do not mean Alif is Alif, Lam, Mim is a, is a letter Alif is a letter Lam is a letter And Mim is a letter This is the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Over here Imam al-Shawkani rahimahullah Is teaching us That nothing other than its number Was mentioned in the hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And that means that there is nothing you can hold on to with complete conviction and certainty. There is nothing you can hold on to with complete conviction and certainty regarding this issue. Nothing you can say, by Allah, this is it. All this has been narrated to us by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You can't do that with this issue because it hasn't come to us. What's come to us? Question time. What's come to us? The number of letters. Alif, Lam, Mim, three letters. That's all we have. Okay, from the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regarding this issue. Now, moving on. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah. Focus, focus, focus. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah. TikTok has infiltrated the masjid. Ibn Kathir rahimahullah. He says that the letters that were revealed as the openings of the various chapters are 14 letters. The letters that have been revealed that open the chapters are 14 letters. Alif, Lam, Mim, Sad, Kaf, Ha, Ya, Mim, Ta, 
صين سين حا قاف نون أنرا أنرا He says He says that is 14 of them This is half This is half of the Arabic language numerically Half of the letters in the Arabic language numerically 14 Is half of that That is found in the Arabic language And he says And that which has been revealed in this way Are more honored than those that were not In the sense where they're more in use And generally speaking Because they were mentioned in the Quran in this way They are more honored than those that were not Now I want to finish off with one more quote And then something else One more quote and then we're done And then just a little bit on the side Okay, so one more thing Let's relax Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah Who died in the year Dilshad Okay, خلاص, خلاص. 751 Did you get that? Hasib, mashaAllah alayk Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah The great student of Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah rahimahullah He said He mentioned something very interesting About Alif Lam Mim Specifically In his book Bada'i'u al-Fawaid Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentions In Bada'i'u al-Fawaid He says Ponder over the secret of Alif, Lam, Mim. Ponder over the secret of Alif, Lam, Mim. How these specific letters were joined together. Okay? Just, just think about it for a bit. Just think about it. Ponder over it. The bikes are out today, huh? Okay. He's just saying bye. He's just saying goodbye. Ponder over, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah is saying, ponder over the secrets of Alif, Lam, Mim. That these specific letters were joined together. The Alif is the first letter. The Alif is the first letter that comes from the deepest part of the throat. Alif is the first letter that comes from the deepest part of your throat. I want you all to just actually do this, yeah? Alif. Is it coming from your tongue? If it's coming from your lips or is it coming from your throat, from the back? Huh? Alif. Uh, where's the actual sound coming from? Deep inside, right? It's not coming from the tip of your tongue. It's not coming out from in front of your teeth, right? It's not coming out from your from your lips. It's coming from the furthest point back that's possible. Alif, right? From the deep part of the throat. That's where it's coming from. Okay. Now, the lamb. Good. The lamb comes from the middle section. Ibn Al Qayyim, rahimahullah, is saying this. The lamb comes from the middle section of where the letters are pronounced from. And it is the most in need of the use of the tongue. Lam. Lam. It's coming from your tongue, from the middle of your mouth. Right? It's not coming from the back of the throat. Alif. It's coming from the back. Lam. It's coming from the middle. Okay? This is crazy. And the last, he says, and the meme is the last letter to leave the mouth. And these three, where is it coming from? The lips. Meme. Meme. No tongue needed. Meme. Right? No throat need meme. I don't know. That's not me. And these three, the throat, the, the deep part of yani going back into it, the beginning of your chest, throat area where the sound comes from, and the middle of your mouth, and the tip of your lips, right? The lips itself. He says, these three are the foundations of where the letters are pronounced from. The throat, the tongue, and the lips. The throat, the tongue, and the lips. Keep, he keeps going. He's not finished. He's not done. He says, There are 16 points in the mouth 
and the throat that where letters come out from. 16 different points at various stages. Okay? But the alif is the beginning point. The lamb is the middle point. And the meme is its end. <laughs> this is crazy. We're still going. We're not done yet. He says, this is Ibn al-Qayyim, Bada'i al-Fawad. He says that the chapters that begin, begin with these three letters, alif, lam, meem. The chapters that begin in this way, they encompass the beginning of creation and its end, and that which is in between. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he says that the chapters that begin with these three letters, they encompass the beginning of creation and its end, and that which is beginning, that which is between it. The beginning of creation and its end is clear. Beginning of creation and afterlife. It's, it's clear. Beginning and the end. Right? That which is in between the beginning and the end from the laws and the rulings that one needs to maintain. The laws and the rulings that come in between the beginning of the world and the end of the world. The laws and rulings didn't come before creation. In the sense where there was no... Like, you weren't told to pray before you were created. The throat, the tongue, the meme, the, the lips. Okay? Beginning, middle, and end. Beginning of creation, end of creation, and that which is created. This is just. He's just comparing it, right? That which is. He says. He keeps going. He's, he's dropping like gems, right? He keeps going. But we're not going to go through those ones. We're going to go through them when we go through one of the individual letters, right? Noon, Qaf. We'll go through that later. But he goes through the secrets of the single letters mentioned in the Quran. He says, this is just a drop of the ocean regarding some of the secrets regarding the, these letters. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. This is just a drop of the ocean of some of the secrets regarding this, these verses. Is huruf al right? It's something that's, look, he's saying that this is a correlation that he's made. Right? A parallel that he's made. And it makes sense because he says in these chapters is exactly what I'm telling you. The beginning of creation, the end of time, and that which is in between from the ahkam and the rulings. Mind-boggling. Okay. Now, that was the last quote. We're done with the quotes. Okay? The last thing we need to go through. Can we ascribe certain powers to these verses? Now, I, was, I promised you guys, the brother who reminded me about this isn't here today, uh, about something that happened to me. I went to Umrah for the first time in, I think, 2010 with the boys. Uh, I was in year 10, actually. So, we went... And we stopped in Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi um, and we had to do uh, the sand dunes and the cars and what have you, right? If someone knows, it's a four-wheeling in the desert. I was being a monkey, right? I was being mischievous. And my teacher, he pulled me out of the class and he said, you're coming with me. No more fun for you, right? And it was the time of Maghrib and he went and he sat on a sand dune. Okay, so already it's dark, it's quiet, we're in the middle of the desert, I'm thinking I'm going to get murdered, <laughs> something's, something's going to happen here, right? So he takes me and he goes onto this man, on this sand dune, and I can hear the rest of the brothers 
they're playing, they're having a mad time, I'm the only one in detention. Okay? And then this teacher, he sits on one side of the sand dune, five meters or ten meters away from me, and I sit away facing the different direction. And for the first time of my life, I witnessed something that freaked me out. He just started going, Alif, La, Meem, Qaf, Meem, Alif, La, Ra. Just going through Huruf al muqatta A dhikr in this way. Of all, the desi is known as Lohe Qurani. Right? <laughs> the desi is known exactly what I'm talking about. Now, he was doing this dhikr in this way. Not asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anything, but just reciting these as a specific dhikr. In the subcontinent, it is very common to see in businesses and in houses that they have these huruf al-muqatta'ah, these broken letters, these disjoined letters, and they've put them up on the wall. As I was reading some of the fatawa today regarding it, about this protects homes and businesses from harm and increases barakah and what have you. We do not know of a single hadith or a single companion or any of the salaf, any of our pious predecessors, who associated and attributed this type of power to these verses and worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way. If you show me a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he sat down after Fajr or after Maghrib and he did it in this way where he sat down with his companions and he said Alif, Lam, Mim Alif, Lam, Ra, Qaf uh, If you find me that, we will do it with you. If it is authentic to an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we are with you in it, and you'll see us bringing our boys. We'll come with, with force. And you won't be alone. We'll come with force. But no hadith exists. When Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did it in this way, nor the companions and nor our pious predecessors, and the issue of putting it up on the wall in this way, this is a very bigger topic. It's much bigger where the ayat of the Qur'an are not fundamentally supposed to even be put up on the wall. You put Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim or La ilaha illallah. Let's just take La ilaha illallah and put it up as a frame on the back of your wall. Okay? It will not benefit you till the end of time unless you say La ilaha illallah. If a kafir owned a frame, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah and put it up behind him. And he's a kafir. Does everything that a kafir does. But he hears, this is the key to Jannah. Never said it once in his life. Is that frame going to benefit him? The scholars of our religion have stated that it is not becoming. It is not from the etiquettes that we put ayat of the Quran. This is kalamullah, the words of Allah. We are meant to revere it and hold it in high esteem in your hearts through implementation. Through implementation. That is how you revere the Quran. So, the Quran is not meant to be a decoration. So all these decorative Qurans in these fancy boxes that collect dusts, this is a disrespect to the Quran. You're not holding it in high honor. The Quran is to be read, pondered over, memorized, recited, understood, acted upon. That is what the Quran is for. It's not meant to be your decoration in, uh, or your KK gift to your future intended wife. 
that my mahar is going to be, and it's going to be a fancy Quran, it's going to be a leather box, right? That's not what the Quran is for. Okay? The Quran is meant to be implemented. The Quran is not a decoration piece. Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Inshallah, next week we will continue and we will take the next verse of Surah Al Baqarah. Slow and steady wins the race. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, the most beloved actions to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that which is consistent even if it was small. Don't think we're going to finish Baqarah in 10 weeks. Just forget about it. But come, attend, benefit, and inshallah, may it be heavy on our scales on the Day of Judgment and be an evidence for us and not against us. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.